Welcome to the Unusual and Human Experience podcast, where we explore a mystery that has many faces and interacts with humanity all over the globe. Here, we talk about the unusual, ancient, and contemporary. If you are curious about near-death and out-of-body experiences, encounters with UFOs, events of the paranormal, or even strange esoteric experiences, the Unusual and Human Experience podcast is for you. Host Kevin Keyless, a psychotherapist by trade, provides insightful conversations, sometimes with guest speakers familiar with the topic at hand. This podcast is educational and inspirational, its contents representing only the opinion of the host and, when applicable, his guest. Kevin is the author of three books, Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom, Last Breath Awareness, and Spiritual Care to Elderly and Dying Loved Ones and the founder of Conversing with Death, an existential training on last breath awareness. For more about his services, go to bodymindmetaphor.com. And now your host, Kevin Keyless. Welcome to the Unusual and Human Experience podcast. This episode is going to set the foundation for the curious, somewhat controversial, but nevertheless inspiring topics. And while the subjects to be discussed are familiar, unfortunately they are often misunderstood. And many who experience the unusual choose to remain quiet for fear of being ridiculed. But this podcast is going to be different. It will equip you with info, point you to some solid authors and resources that will support your belief and your understanding of your experience, and demonstrate that you are not alone in carrying out this unique story. I want to see you not only tell your story, but to tell it with pride. Now, the four things that I'm going to share on this episode are going to sound very obvious, but I want you to take them to heart. Because these four things will help you to jumpstart your story in a way in which you feel not only confident, but you will feel like you can tell your story without any fear of what the other person is going to say. You'll have something to lean on, something in which you can rely on. Now, if you're an experiencer, or if you've had a near-death experience, Or maybe if you're a mystic who's had unusual, strange encounters. Whatever the case, these four points will assist you, will support you. So, let's get started. The first one is belief. Beliefs are composed of perceptions, ideas, emotions, all of which have been conditioned by our raising and our culture. And though our beliefs might change over time, which is really a natural thing, contrary to what some might say, all beliefs are composed of the same formulas. Now, this is going to be an important thing to remember to safeguard any surprises. When you tell your story to someone, naturally they're going to have their beliefs. But remember that deep inside, I get it, deep inside, You hope that someone will welcome your experience, that they will welcome your story. But everyone has their sets of beliefs. So wipe away the idea that the person you are talking to is some neutral authority to weigh out what you have to say. They're not. 
Now, sometimes a person that you're talking with is going to be excited about what you're telling them. Other times they might simply be curious. And still other times they just might not be interested. So don't take that personally. But then there's the one we fear the most. Being rejected or thought of as crazy. Now here's what you want to do. You want to know this very, very well. So get ready. Note in your mind the difference between sharing your story with confidence so that it will help someone versus sharing your story to be received with open arms. There's a difference between mission and wanting to feel validated. Sounds easier said than done, though. And if you think that this is just quite too simple, let me remind you that the unconscious, where we carry many of our fears, can govern the way that we not only share our story, but worry about how people will react to us. This is something that's going to take quite some time to build this muscle to where you do not fear what other people will say about your story. The good news is that it can work. And the even better news, the older you get, the less you worry about what other people have to say. You don't need to find people to agree with you. And the older you get, if you're not there already, I feel I am at 60, but the older you get, you will see that trying so hard to get people to believe what you believe is simply a waste of energy. But no matter how young or old you are, you're always going to have the same types of people in your life. You will have those who will listen to you. They're interested or respectful or cordial. Then you have some who won't care and don't want to even give you an ear. And then there are those who are simply just not interested one way or the other. Their mind is on something else. This is a universal thing. It's a universal principle, a universal truth. Don't take it personally. But to prepare, to prepare to share your story with confidence, I want you to understand that because of your experience, you think differently. You see the world differently. You're no longer the same. And you don't need me to tell you this. But you're still in the same world that you were before your experience. A world that is somewhat governed, or maybe should I say dominated, by the scientific mindset. We all know what that is. The sense that the material, that what we see, what we hear, what can be replicated is reality. But yet with your experience and what you've gone through, reality has changed. Not in the sense that you've become crazy, but in the sense that you now function from a different dimension. And while science has its place, has been effective as we've seen with technology and with other factors, it doesn't explain your experience, nor can it. Because your experience cannot be replicated. Your experience comes from a completely different place. And because it's invisible, because it's invisible and cannot be replicated, doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. 
But just to make things feel a little normal, I want you to understand that even scientists and neurologists have to admit that not everything they see doesn't mean it doesn't exist. They may talk about patterns of the brain that have something to do with thoughts and emotions, but no one has seen a thought, no one has seen an emotion, have they? To understand the whole of human experience, your human experience, you need to approach it with various theoretical methodologies. The form of epistemology, the study of knowledge. You've heard some already, but take the theory of consciousness, universal consciousness or expanded consciousness, the idea that there seems to be this unification of all things. We did not arrive at that simply by the materialistic point of view, and yet there is so much discovery being made with this idea, this theory of unified oneness. Fortunately, we see people expressing their beliefs, their experiences, unapologetically, They do so across the world. Take, for example, the belief in God, however you define God. They do not start from the premise, does God exist? They have an experience, an experience that transforms them. They know that some of the changes cannot be explained naturally. And they leap towards this celebration of faith. I believe, I believe. You have a belief in your story. Something happened to you that has changed your life. Yes, it might sound bizarre. That's okay. But what is bizarre does not mean is always wrong. You experience something and it's now changed your life. We all have beliefs. We all have strange beliefs. But whether they're strange or not, The idea is that you have a belief like everybody else. Now, the next step to take is also important. The second step that you want to take toward a strong foundation to present your story is research. You want to equip yourself for a friendly debate, if you will. When we explore a topic, there is a process by which we determine its weight or bearing on the matter. If you're going to tell someone about your experience, you want the right resources. How silly it would be of me to point to some social media when trying to discuss a sacred experience, right? And yes, we live in a day and time where conspiracy theories are floating all around us. And conspiracy theories may have a kernel of truth, and I think that's what gives them power. But nevertheless, there is homework to be done, whether you're talking about a conspiracy theory or about your experience. There's homework to be done in order to present a reasonable case. Now, this might sound old to some of you. I get it. I'm preaching to the choir. But still... To arrive at some intelligent conclusion on any subject, you want scholarly depictions. That involves people who have had years of specialized training and experience in the field at hand. Two, 
people who are associated with organizations that are respected in the field, and three, people who are respected by their colleagues. Plain and simple. If you begin to surround your beliefs with these features on how to attain, how to appropriate the right information, you have a solid ground. You are on your road to a confident representation of what you believe. Now, this doesn't mean that once you do these things that everybody is going to agree with you. It's not, nor should that be your goal. Remember, you want those who are interested, those who are curious, and those who may not agree with you or who may want to debate, fine. But when you have these things in place and you surround your beliefs with these features, you will be able to stand strong. Now, to do so, you're going to have to invest time and money, whether it's purchasing books, going to conferences, Whatever it will take in order for you to equip yourself, it's worth it. And your experience is worth it. If you've had an unusual experience, something that cannot be explained, instead of just staying quiet about it, I understand there's a place in which there is a fear of rejection, and even worse sometimes, there's a fear of threat. And because there are such things, we have to take certain measures. This episode is about simply talking to people in which there might be the fear of rejection, but nothing else. Your belief, your experience, your story is worth it. And it's important not only to have the experience now, but to somehow put a language upon it, a language that will be able to be conveyed to someone And at the same time, it will be a language that is equipped with solid knowledge, information from other resources, solid resources by which you can make your case. And now for the third pillar. Do you know what it is? Let me give you a multiple choice. A. Become skeptical of your own story. B. Get a master's or certification in a related field. Or C. Start your own podcast. The answer right after this message. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom brings together two healing communities, the psychotherapist and the witchy at heart. Only you'll be lucky to find them anywhere in the same room. The therapist easily misunderstands and labels the mystic, who in turn worries she'll be labeled crazy. But what happens when the esoteric practitioner seeks mental and emotional support to balance her often strange but sacred practice? This concise text guides the therapist to correct his miscalculations by dismantling those dormant stereotypes. The professional paves the way to offer necessary wisdom and skills to manage trauma, clinical depression and anxiety, the very things that can threaten the esoteric practitioner. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom also supplies the potential client with direction on how to effectively use therapy to prevent emotional unsteadiness while exercising those slippery rituals. Bring Your Pen, Bring Your Broom, now on Amazon in hardcover and paperback. So what was your guess? They're all three very good anyway, and I think you would do great in a podcast sharing your story. 
But the answer is become skeptical to your story. Now, I get it. I know you're like wondering what I'm talking about. But a skeptic is someone who is different than a debunker, right? A skeptic is someone who is open to respectful opinions of others who are investigating the unusual. All right? And the process is simple. You want to look at your experience and see if any of the pieces can be explained naturally. A debunker, however, has nothing better to do with his time and is out to try to prove everyone wrong. Whatever your story of the unusual, it is good practice to have an open mind. In fact, I think it's a sign of maturity. In my studies on the paranormal, Parapsychologists emphasize research that seeks for an event to be explained naturally. First, once all possibilities have been explained away, then there is room for entertaining the unusual. And this is just good investigation. For example, if we are exploring a report of an apparition in some home or building, we don't just leap based upon our already beliefs in the apparitions, do we? We don't say, oh, yes, that was one. You know, too quickly is not necessarily a good thing. We want to explore reasonable explanations first. And once they've been exhausted, then we proceed with a more unusual alternative. Now, let me give you a personal example. When I was a teenager, I chauffeured a couple to a nightclub. I knew the lady, the guy, however, her boyfriend, I knew nothing about. But the three of us went to this nightclub and we danced here and there. Sometime during the evening, my friend's boyfriend asked if he could borrow my car. It was actually my father's Datsun B210, a car that not many of you of the younger generation might know of. It's an old, small car. I handed him the keys, and I kept on dancing with my friend. At some point while I was on the dance floor, I got this jolting feeling that this guy crashed my father's car. I didn't fear that he had hit another car, but he hit something. But I shrugged it off and pretended as if nothing was happening. Long story short, he came back sometime during the night And yes, he told me that he crashed my father's car, handed me the keys. I won't tell you what my father thought of when he saw his car wrecked the next morning. However, I have to ask myself, how did I gain that message? Now, for me, it was an unusual experience, but I wasn't caught up in trying to understand the paranormal and understand Psy and all these things that are unusual in nature. However, to be fair, I want to ask myself some serious questions. I want to know how I attained that knowledge without anybody telling me. And I can ask simple questions. Was the accident nearby? Was it somewhere close enough that I could hear about it or see about it? Were people talking about it? Or... Did he happen to call my lady friend, who then did not say anything to me, but I picked up on it telepathically? I don't know. However, these are good questions to ask, not to debunk my experience, but to ensure that I'm holding the story and treating it sacred. 
and if by chance there was some natural explanation, it's only fair of me to convey that. However, if it's not, and if these explanations fall short somewhere, I have all the more reason to rejoice in the possibilities of what this story not only meant, but what it might mean for me as a person, perhaps with some gifts or talents in a field that is rather unusual. However, just to be clear, I want you to understand that this is not about disempowering your story or explaining it away. You will have people who will ask you these questions, but if you already entertain them and if you have already explored them, you're going to be in a better position, much better position to answer and to answer with confidence. And now the fourth and last pillar that you want to have with you to set this foundation is celebration. While it is important to take the proper steps, everything that we've talked about thus far, it is also important to know how to celebrate your experience. As much as I appreciate the parapsychological studies, some in that field don't know when to move from a strong suggestion of it could be to I believe. They begin with an I don't know and then exhaust all possible explanations. Got it? Understand? Then they return to the I don't know. And they do this for years, even after the great work of others who have gone before them. There should come a time when you celebrate your story and your findings, even if those findings don't totally close the deal. Some things about our experiences are an open and shut case. We know because we know. We saw it. We experienced it. And there's something to be said about honoring the experience. But for those pieces that may have less than a sure case, once you do a fair analysis and have some strong suggestions in favor of experience, it is vital that you celebrate your narrative. Informed faith is a most valuable aspect of the human experience. Millions around the globe believe in unusual things and they go on to celebrate them. Whether it is about God, spirit, afterlife, or some paranormal, they don't hold back. It becomes a part of their everyday life. You should be no exception. Enjoy the experience that makes up who you are now and join others who will validate it. Sometimes, sometimes, we can become so complex in our thinking that we rob ourselves of an opportunity to celebrate. And sometimes becoming like children where you can just simply enjoy, be happy, and celebrate can be so helpful in the process. So I want you to take your experience. Of course, use all these tools in preparation for presenting your story and be ready to share it. Have a good intellectual conversation. Have that confidence that you need. Be mature with your presentation and celebrate it, no matter what other people think, no matter what people say. 
On the next episode of the Unusual and Human Experience podcast, we will look at the subject of UFO or UAPs. Is there such a thing? What about reports about visitations and abductions? And where does mental health fit into all of this? Join me next Sunday as we tackle this very hot topic. Body-mind metaphor offers traditional psychotherapy to adults seeking to recover from trauma and to manage depression and anxiety. Now with a unique and necessary twist, it provides these same interventions to individuals who have experienced unusual phenomena, such as a near-death experience, an encounter with a UFO, some mystical or esoteric transformation that proved distressful, or a paranormal event. Many who meet up with a strange experience often remain silent, sometimes for years, for fear of being ridiculed or thought of as crazy. This isolation only inflames mental and emotional symptoms. It is therefore imperative that mental health professionals provide that safe space for clients to explore these experiences and integrate them into our lives. Body-mind metaphor delivers just that by using talk therapy, hypnotherapy, and other therapeutic modalities. Remember, you are not alone, and you don't have to be. For more information, visit us at bodymindmetaphor.com.